0: Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. Hello and welcome back to the Sarah Centrella Show. Today I'm going to be doing a, a quick short coaching um with everybody because this is something that has come up pretty frequently in my coaching circle the last couple weeks. And honestly, it inspired me to start writing um, and I'm working on book number three right now. As you know, I'm always working on my memoir. Um, that's an ongoing journey all in its own, but um, this one, this one I'm excited about because Man, there's so much stuff I have learned in the 45 years of my life um, that, honestly, I wish I knew a lot earlier. Um, I wish I had a mentor, especially in the early years, who would share some of this stuff with me. And it got me thinking. I was in a bar three class, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And, and I was like, man, what are all those things? What are all the things I wish I knew or I wish someone told me um, so that I could, you know, not have to learn the hard way because I'm gonna be really honest here, a lot of the knowledge I've gained through my life is because I learned it the hard way, okay? Um, And once you do, you really analyze shit and you say, okay, how do I not do that again? Because that was not fun. Um, and so, you know, it's been obviously a huge blessing because I think that's one of the things I love so much about, um, you know, life coaching and the coaching that I do is because I've been through, God, I feel like I've been through 10 lives already. You know, I've really been through so much, um, in such a broad array and have learned (laughs) so much along the way that it's, it's one of the things that I can relate, you know, to my clients with, I really can understand it. Um. So as you know, I am always about tips and tools that we can implement into our life that can make change. That's literally all I really care about. That's the reason why I do this. That's the reason why I launch the podcast. It's the reason why I, why I write books and coach. All of that, um, is because when I was starting out, everything seemed super complicated. And you know, twelve years ago, there wasn't the kind of open forum of information the way that we have it now there's youtube yes but um you know for for me back then i was uh, a single mom who was trying to figure that out i had really little kids i was working full time i didn't have time to do research on how to change my life you know what i mean and then and then a couple of the books that i did pick up were just like holy shit! i I don't understand what the hell you're saying (laughs) like they just made me feel stupid i was like okay, am I thick or what is going on here? Um, and so that's always been my main, main goal is how do I break stuff down that is, um, you know, I'm not inventing this stuff. The stuff that I teach has been around probably since the dawn of time, but how do I break it down into little bite-sized pieces that people can understand, just grab and go. You know what I mean? Implement, great, it works, awesome, nailed that. What's next? Um, so... What I'm working on right now is a book that is tentatively titled, All the Things I Wish I Knew, Lessons on Life from a Life Coach. Okay, so as I said, I started thinking about all these different kind of categories of things that I wish I knew. And the first one that popped into my head immediately, of course, was all the things I wish I knew about being a woman right, things I wish like maybe my mom taught me or um, you know, elders had taught me that uh, I had to kind of figure out for myself and, and learn along the way. And many of them I didn't really learn until probably I hit my 40s. Um, and so the very first one, the first lesson, lesson number one that I'm starting out with because it's been one that has been coming up in um, the coaching circle so recently and, and I've been talking to, to women about it is how to self-advocate how to speak up um it's such a huge thing ladies it really really is and i think for me i mean i've i've kind of always been pretty vocal um i spent you know since i was 15 years old for about over a decade i spent in the restaurant industry so you know you learn how to speak up, I think, in that type of environment. If you don't, you will be steamrolled. <laughs> um, so I think I learned a lot of really great lessons there that that helped me. But, you know, I still um, had a hard time advocating for myself, like in, a, in at work, like once I got to a corporate environment. So, you know, let's say I could uh, do it in interactions or, um, you know, when I'm paying for a service and it's not being delivered the, the way that um, it's promised or something, I'm able to to speak up and say something about it. Um, but when I got into the corporate world, it was much, much harder. I had to really find my voice. And I was lucky in that uh, one of my mentors, um, one of my first bosses, really was able to communicate that with me and work with me and finding my voice and, and speaking up for myself. And then I think Having kids, it's been something that I've been really actively teaching them, especially my daughters, um, how to self advocate. Like you can't complain about something in private if you're not willing to say something about it um, to whoever is wronging you. And there's so many areas of our life where self advocate self advocacy is, um, you know, needed. It's, it's in relationships. Um, it's in business dealings, it's at work, it's with your coworkers, it's with your family, um, it's across the board. And here's the thing, if you don't do it in one of those areas, chances are, you probably are not doing it in other areas. So, you know, an example would be if um, you knew you had, let's say, some money blocks, right? and you are maybe stuck in a cycle of when the money comes in, more bills come in, something along those lines. And then all of a sudden an opportunity comes to you where um, one of those bills is incorrect or you've been charged double or whatever. And that opportunity, you have two choices, right? You can either speak up and say something about it and get it corrected, um, or you can be like, God, that sucks. That's just another thing that sucks. <laughs> life sucks, right? And add it to your pile and not say anything and move on. And the problem with that is that turns us into victims and martyrs. It just does. Because when that ha- happens over and over and over again, and let's be honest, it's life. There's going to be all types of different ways that's going to happen to you and if you are just quote unquote sucking it up every time that shit is going to add up and it's not going to be cute (laughs) when you finally get to the place where you've had enough okay so that's kind of the surface level but what's going on at, at a deeper level is that that is actually blocking your financial success um and so if that's happening in one spot it's probably happening in 10 spots if you were able to correct that, how much different would your financial situation be? And I think for me, when I realized that, um, you know, if you're asking the universe for more abundance, but then when the opportunities are presented, you're not handling them wisely, you're not doing anything about it. Then to me, that's you know, those are two conflicting messages. And I'll give you an example. OK, um, I have two huge examples that that are striking kind of in my own life, but there's honest to God a million different ones I could give here, okay? Um, But here's an example. Several years ago, um, I was working, I had taken a job as um, a mortgage broker, and I had done some mortgages way, way, way back when. And um, I was very hesitant to do it because, uh, you know, the the boss who hired me was like, and it's commission only. And I took the job anyway because I needed it and I was in transition um, out of corporate and kind of waiting for my first book to come out and, you know, didn't want to go right back into corporate because I didn't know what was going to happen there and wanted more flexibility or whatnot. But month or so into this job, I'm realizing this is a full-time job. <laughs> like, it's not just a commission thing like work when you can, Whatever. Um, and so I started asking, you know, my coworkers, like, is this normal that you have to work 40 hours a week and have to be here at certain times and follow all the, the same rules, whatever. Um, and everyone's kind of like, eh, yeah, it sucks, but it's just kind of the way it is. And that was kind of a moment where, you know, you have two choices. Either you can check that out and see if that's correct. Um, or you can just be like, well, that sucks, but here I am. Um, and I was in a position at the time as a single mom, uh, where <laughs> I had nothing coming in. It takes quite a while to get, um, you know, a mortgage. Um, all of that kind of business going it takes months and months and months, sometimes longer, right? Um, and so here I am, devoting forty hours a week to this and bringing in absolutely zero. And so I called a lawyer. Right? I said, "Hey, is this is this right?" And I'm gonna stop right there and say that there's those of you listening to this right now, who that's the first thing you would do too, right? You're like, well, duh, of course, I'm just gonna check it out make sure that, you know, this is above board and it's how it's supposed to be and whatever. And then there's, you know, those of you listening who are like, oh my God, I would never do that. (laughs) And so I share this, you know, this example because I want you to know, and I know there's a bunch of you out there who are like, well, if i don't have money to to hire a lawyer why would i call a lawyer aren't they so expensive if i'm taking out a big corporation and i'm you know just little old me and can't lawyer up like that and all that stuff like why are you cutting yourself out of the equation before you've started first of all stop that stop that okay ask <laughs> just get out there and ask because you never know it l- listen If, you know, you talk to a lawyer for 15 minutes and there's like, there's no way you have a case, they're not even gonna waste a half hour having you come in, no harm, no foul on either side, okay? But if there's a case, and in a case like this, most attorneys get their fees when the case is settled in their favor, you know, then that's a different thing. So anyway, um, my biggest kind of tip for you, because I know a lot of women, I hear these stories all the time, where they're like, I've been very specifically wronged. Like, I know I have a case, but I didn't do anything about it. Listen, you never know how the universe is gonna deliver uh, your manifestations. You really don't. So we don't know why we're put in a certain position or why certain things line up for us sometimes, um, especially when it feels like, wait, this path is, you know why am I working when I'm supposed to be doing the thing I love or whatever? That's kind of how life is sometimes. But you have to, you have to pay attention and you have to speak up. Um, And I'm so glad that I did because that case was settled in um, my favor. And after I'd made the decision to go to Italy, I had absolutely no idea how that was going to work out financially. Um, And lo and behold, a couple of weeks after I had made that decision, um, the the financial came in from from that settlement. And so Literally, you have no idea how the universe is trying to deliver your manifestations. You don't, but you could pass them up. And I'm not saying go out there and sue, please, please, please. I'm not at all. But I am saying if something is feels wrong in your gut and you know that it's not right, you always have a choice. You can just go along with it forever and forever, or you can, check it out. You can stand up. You can say, Hey, this doesn't feel right. What's going on here? Um, and I'm really glad that I did because of that, because of the fact that, um, we were successful and we proved that that was not a situation that was correct. Right. Um, there was a class action a year later and a ton of employees got the the vindication, the same vindication that I got. So you never know, um, why you're put in certain circumstances. And, you know, I certainly wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm going to be a crus- crusader for all employees, none of that. I was just like, this does not seem right. And it turned out it wasn't. Um, so there is always that other possibility that by you speaking up, you are actually paving the way for. Um, you know, the people who come behind you to be treated more fairly or whatever the case is. So there's lots and lots and lots of reasons to speak up. Um, I know that it's hard. I know that um, women who speak up get labeled a certain way. That's just the facts, right? We get called a bitch. We get called whatever name is popular right now, you know, like Karen, you're a Karen if you say anything. Here's the thing, I think that is bullshit and I'm not talking about just being a whiner for, not. I'm not talking about that at all, okay? I'm talking about when your gut is telling you something is wrong here, it is perfectly okay for you to say something about it. Um, And I get that that is scary and that that's outside of the comfort zone for a lot of women, but there's some ways that you can go about it that will make you successful uh, when you do speak up and that's an important piece, right? I want you to be able to have some, some tools and some tips on how to kind of verbalize your, um, you know, your thoughts or your argument, if you will, your case, whatever, uh, in a way that will get you heard, because I think that's an important piece of it, and and it's not about confrontation, um, it's not about any of that. So I'm going to go through a couple tips. Um, that I have learned over the years that have really helped me uh, learn how to be more articulate when I'm in a position where I know I need to kind of say something or I need to self-advocate. Uh, and the first one is keep it clear and simple. Keep your argument clear and simple. And I learned this the hard way, <laughs> as with many things, right? Um, through a boss that I had, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or so, who was just one of those types who loved to put you on the spot in front of people and humiliate you and make you look stupid and make you feel stupid. And um, just one of those types, right? Makes your skin crawl. Um, and he would ask me a question and I would start by giving him the long way answer. <laughs> And he would stop me right in the middle of my sentence and say, "Sarah, no one cares. Get to the point, get to the point, answer the question. And it was tough. It was humiliating and I didn't like it, but it taught me very quickly to come with facts, come with facts, keep it clear, keep it simple, explain your situation as simply as possible and leave out all details that are not actually important. Ladies, I know that's hard, that is hard, right? We wanna put in all the emotional reasons why, but when you're trying to get someone to hear your side of a story, that just makes it worse for you, okay? So number two, watch your tone, okay? So that is where women who speak up for themselves get that, oh, she's being a bitch, right? So really watch your tone. Think of the saying that you collect more flies with honey, right? So start there, start. um, And honestly, I think that's kind of bullshit because guys don't have to do that. So even even giving that advice makes me a little pissed that I have to do that, but that's that's the facts. I mean, without a doubt, um, if you're coming with just facts and there's a little hint of annoyance in your tone or whatever, I feel like women really get shut down faster than a man would in that same situation. So, uh, you know, start with the kindness. <laughs> Ask for what you want in a tone that doesn't come across angry or threatening. We just want to stack the cards in your favor. We want people to be able to hear you, to understand you, to want to work with you, and to want to help you. And unfortunately, the world we, we live in, I think that's just kind of how it is. Um, so start with kindness. That Having said that, I have no problem being very direct if Kindness is, you know, if the the person I'm dealing with feels like that's a license to just walk all over me. Um, So always start with kindness and go to direct (laughs) if you need to. Um, Number three, know your facts. Oh God, this is everything. This is everything. Know the facts, have them stacked up, know them exactly what they are, write them down. Um, So when you're, you know, relaying your situation, or I'm thinking of like all the times you have to call customer service and you get like 40 people that you're telling the situation to, right? Um, Keep that summary to the point, just facts, okay? Um, Number four, be clear on what you're asking for, on what you want, that's everything. So there shouldn't be any doubt at all about how you're asking for the situation to be rectified, or what your desired outcome would be when you're speaking up for yourself. That's a really big part. Don't leave that up to them. Don't say, "Well, I don't know, whatever you think." If you are going to speak up for yourself and have your facts and all of that, then you need to know what it is that you want and how they can rectify rectify the situation. And then ask if there's anything that you can do to help rectify that as well. Like be willing to kind of work with them, but know what you know that specific um outcome should look like. And and don't be afraid to not back down from it, right? Um okay. Number 5, where appropriate ask if you can help. So that's kind of what I was just mentioning. And then number 6, remember ladies, if you're dealing with a business or a service you've paid for um or whatever and they're not willing to hear you out or to fix the situation or to resolve it um, or to follow through with their word or whatever the case is, you still always have a ton of options, all right? You can take your business elsewhere, number one, obviously. Um, But I think a lot of people are afraid to to do that, especially if they're working with someone on a services and it's maybe a one-to-one. They're like, well, I'll just deal with it. No, speak up say what you need to say if they're unwilling to work with you then take your business elsewhere um you can obviously always walk away you can um if it's a a company um, a product or a service leave a truthful review that describes the situation that you went through because honestly a lot of people feel terrible about doing that but think of all the people behind you who you are saving from going through a very similar experience um, and then, you know, one of your options that is, uh, always there is you can always just speak to a lawyer, say, this is the situation. Do you have advice? What should I do? Um, you know, and they will tell you if they think there's a case and, and you should work with them or not. Um, most lawyers will do like a 15 minute free consult- consultation. Um, as long as they are, uh, you know as long as they work work in the field that you are um speaking to them about so there's all kinds of different options i think the the main reason why i wanted to go through these tips is that i feel like there are a lot of women out there who just feel like they have to sit back and take everything that you know is thrown at them and that's just not the case and i want my daughters to know that you know if they feel like something is not going right, um, that they know that they have a voice and they can say something about it. So I'll I'll give you a really quick example that, um, I worked on with, uh, my daughter last year who had written a paper and had put a lot of work into it, had really followed the instructions, uh, for her teacher. And, um, you know, when she got the grade back, she, she felt, very much like she had done everything she was supposed to do and the grade was very not reflective of that. And so she's telling me and she's very upset about it and I say, okay, great, but let's get the facts straight. Okay, so let's double check all that stuff. Let's make sure that you did the assignment the way that you were supposed to. And then if all of that checks out and you still feel like, yeah, this grade isn't reflective, then you have to have the conversation with your teacher. You have to self-advocate and you have to say, hey, this is why I did it. These are all the things that I think that, you know. I followed the assignment on. Is, is this grade accurate, right? Um, and then with that, I told her, like I tell my kids always, your job is to speak up. You, in that instance, when you're dealing with um, you know teachers and things like that, you don't have control over that outcome. So if they come back and they say, you know what? Nope, you don't deserve the grade. Then that, you take that and you say, okay, all right, well, I'll do better next time. But you don't just let that kind of void build up. I mean, first of all, by having the conversation, you can learn what you need to do better next time, right? So it's really important to have that conversation. Um, and so she did, she was very nervous, but we've been working, and, and their teachers have been working on them too, to self-advocate That's something that the school very much um, encourages, which I love so much, um, to empower kids to do that. And she totally found a place where the teacher was like, Yeah, I, I missed that completely, um, and was able to give her points for, for something that was missed. So that was just one of those examples that, you know, my daughter felt just really relieved and excited and happy that she had, was able to have a conversation that felt a little scary um, and that they were able to work it out. And, you know, now she even knows what to do better um, in the future. So I think it's, It's such an important thing uh, to teach our children and to practice ourselves. Um, And I know that this might be a little touchy for a lot of you, but I hope that um, you gained something from it that is useful, that you will take from this. And remember, I'm not advocating being bitchy. I'm not advocating going out and suing people. I'm just saying if something does not feel right for you, you have options, you have a voice, and there's ways you can present that that you will be heard. You have a voice, you deserve to be heard. You deserve to um, have things rectified that are not correct. And you know, that's true in your relationships as well. So, you know, you deserve to be heard in your relationship and and have that other person hear you and want to work together with you to uh, change the outcome or, or you know, um, continue working together. So. All right, ladies, hope that was helpful. Stay tuned. I think I'm gonna be sharing a couple more of all the things I learned. I have a humongous list um, under the, uh, you know, tips on being a woman piece. I'm gonna do a whole section on parenting, on uh, success, on money, on relationships. Um, So I think I'll, I'll be doing a couple more of these. I would love to know your thoughts though. What do you think? Do you speak up for yourself? Um, do you not? Why on both cases? I would love to know. Um, put those comments on my IG. I would love to get that conversation uh, started for you. And if you go use some of these tips, I'd love to know how it worked out for you. Did you find success? Were you? Did you feel empowered um, in finding your voice? Because that is my ultimate goal for each of you ladies. All right. Remember, if this was helpful, please help me. All right. Be loving, spread the love. You do that by sharing and by leaving a review on iTunes. That is the best way that you can give back and show your appreciation for this free content. All right, everybody, make it a great day and go hustle and thrive.